What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the final DFS OG's podcast of the season. Wrapping it up here with the divisional round of the playoffs. Four games to go through here on the slate. Should be a fun weekend of games. Two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Uh, the DFS sites seem to listen to the outcry. So we get the four gamer is the, the preferred on DraftKings. So good to see that. But uh, we are going to talk from a betting perspective. I'm going to dig a little bit deeper into these games as well. Should be a quick show, probably a quick half hour, maybe 40 minutes, but dig into these lines, dig into some props, look at some trends on each of these games, try to find you guys some winners. Picks were pretty solid last week, so we hope to keep it rolling in the season with a bang. We are presented by our friends over at BetMGM. Promo code GRINDERS. Get that over there for your bet uh, up to $1,000, so get that covered. We appreciate their support of the show, and we'll be using scores and odds. Dot com As you see on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, tons of information there. So if you want to get armed with some info for these playoff games, listen to this pod and then go check out scores and odds afterwards and dig into some of the trends, dig into some of the lines, find the best price. That's the biggest thing you can do uh, over at scores and odds. So make sure you check that out. Let me bring in my boys. Two winners here last weekend. We got it. We got a Jacksonville fan who, who probably... At, at halftime, you know, you, you didn't bet 1.4 million to win 11,000 like somebody did out there, but I got to think you were, uh, you know, looking forward to next year and one hell of a comeback by your Jags. We got a Dallas fan who went in and dominated old noodle arm as we kind of expected. So no, no, we'll start with you, buddy. I mean, one hell of a win night and day for Trevor Lawrence, just a nightmare. First half four interceptions bounces back. I mean, some of the play calling by Doug Peterson at the end of that game, uh, incredible. And the Chargers, as we've talked about all season long, they will find a way to mess it up. And they did. Noto, congrats on the win. Yeah, it was something. Uh, I was at some friend's house and uh, luckily I was over there. I probably would have turned the game off, gone to bed uh, and wept in my sorrows. But uh, yeah, it was probably more of a Chargers loss than a Jags win, but we will take it any way we can get it. And uh, yeah, you mentioned some of the play calls there at the end. Going for two, when uh, they could have just cut the lead to three with an extra point, I thought that was, uh, you know, pretty impressive. You had, you know, Trevor Lawrence doing the Air Jordan over the goal line. That was kind of cool and uh, just incredible. Um, yeah, looking forward to this week. But uh, even if we get smashed against the Chiefs, uh, it's, it's a good season. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Let's go to Chop. His Dallas Cowboys look dominant on Monday night. Huge performance by Dak Prescott and company. A couple touchdowns out of Dalton Schultz. Now, Chop, have you, have you been out there practicing your kicking skills? Because that obviously an issue, man. I mean, I was on the over in that game, at 45 and a half. It's sitting at 45. This guy makes one of those, uh, the over caches. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there uh, that that affected. Maybe people were on the under, and they were loving those missed extra points. But outside of that, Chop, I mean, just a dominant performance uh, against a team that we, you know, we thought was overrated, a losing record, uh, and it showed Tampa Bay – uh, just got smacked there by your Cowboys. They'll hit the road to San Francisco. We'll get to that game as well. But congrats on the Cowboys moving on. Yeah, good game. Appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, that's it's a little bit troublesome to watch that kicker miss all those points. I need to give a they need, I need to give him the phone number to my old high school kicker, Rory Walker, man. That, that <laughs> dude never missed. So, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's disturbing. But uh, – What's disturbing is if this thing comes down to a field goal. And so hope hope he doesn't have the yips. I hope he's over it. But, you know, it was a good game. Nice, nice game, man. Didn't have to sweat it too much. 
Yeah, no sweat at all in that one for sure. So, all right, let's dig into these games again. Two on Saturday, two on Sunday. We'll start with Noto's Jacksonville Jags hitting the road, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Opened at Kansas City, minus eight and a half. That has stayed steady here at BetMGM. Totals ticked up a little bit, opened at 51 and a half. That has gone to 53. As far as some of the betting splits, and again, some of the information you can find on scores and odds, and this is early. This is fluid. This changes. So uh, don't put too much stock in it now, but something to keep an eye on. Right now, Kansas City getting 56% of the bets, but Jacksonville drawing 88% of the money. So no, no, we'll get to you. I want to get Chop's take here. Uh, These teams play back in December in Kansas City. 27-17 victory for the Chiefs in that one. So I'll get into some of the trends here after you guys uh, give your analysis of the game. So Chop, big number here. We know the Chiefs, they have the ability to blow teams out, but we found them in a lot of close competitive games. The question I have for Jacksonville, and I'll ask Derek the same question, is it going to be too much? Are they going to be on an emotional high? You know, I'm coming off of that huge win at home. Your crowd's going crazy. One of the biggest comebacks we've seen in NFL playoff history. Now you hit the road. Are you worried about a letdown here? You think Peterson's going to have these guys ready? What do you got here, Jags, Chiefs? So to answer that, yes, I would worry about a letdown. Now I'm sitting here and we're doing the show. And last week, I don't, I don't, I don't recall exactly, but I think I know. I think I was on the Chargers, and uh, I like the Chargers, and I, so I feel bad picking against Notorious' team all the time. It's you know, doesn't doesn't feel good, man. It's nothing personal, but uh, you know, I kind of like the Chiefs here. Like, yeah, the emotion of it, like you said. That kind of a comeback in that kind of a situation has to be kind of draining. It it must feel almost like so. Not it's not just that one. It's back to back. They beat Tennessee to squeak into the playoffs in on in a fourth quarter defensive rally, you know, and then they come back this time and then they and then they, they overcome the twenty seven points. It's got to feel like a total letdown almost. And now you're going on the road to one of the toughest environments to play in the playoffs. Kansas always has been. And you got to play this team. And Andy Reid coming out of a bye week is usually pretty good anyway. Usually, I mean, creative as hell, drawing up these crazy plays and spinning the huddle and all that stuff. So it's an an uphill task for Jacksonville, that's for sure. So uh, I'm I'm kind of on the Chiefs here as much as I reluctantly don't want to pick against (laughs) Notorious again. It's just – I can't not go with the Chiefs here sitting uh, an, an uh, extra week to prep up for this thing. You know, it's going to be it's going to be tough for Jacksonville. So I'm going to pick the Chiefs. And I think we all dug into some props that we might like this week. So trying to, you know, throw some stuff out there a little bit different this week. And uh, for me, when I look at the game and I'm analyzing, I look at Jacksonville over, over the course of the season and especially the last half of the season. They've been a top 10 NFL team against the run, like stopping the run, yards per carry, yards per game, a lot of those metrics. Now, they have given up a lot to running backs in the receiving game out of the backfield recently, but that kind of helps the play here. I like, I'm looking at prize picks. I saw Patrick Mahomes at 315 and a half passing yards. I like the over because number one, I think it's a pure passing game here for Mahomes. I don't think they're going to run Pacheco into the line. You know, they're not that. They're not. They're not Brandon Staley. They're not going to do that. By the way, to lose a twenty-seven nothing lead when you've got it when it's twenty-seven nothing and you've got the ball and it's almost halftime, 
that's your law. That's not them. You still I mean, have a job. I, I mean, I mean, let's let's fire the offensive coordinator. But no, that yeah, let's get to hang total, out. Total total props to Jacksonville for hanging in there and coming back. But that was a collapse, man. If I've ever seen one, you you just can't do that. But so that plays to our point here too. You think these guys get up twenty four nothing? They're going to sit there and ice this game and start running the ball? No, no. He saw what happened last week. They're going to keep the throttle down on the passing game until they put this game so far out of reach. So I like Patrick Mahomes to exceed whatever yardage total they're going to put out there for him. And uh, sorry, Notorious. It, it worked for us last week picking against you guys. So maybe it's a reverse jeans type thing, but I'm going to take the Chiefs too, man. He probably don't mind you on the other side. <laughs> yeah. it, it's been working for him. So uh, I have two props. I'll throw one out here, then we'll go to Noto, and then I'll give you some of the trends here, and uh, we can wrap it up. But – I kind of go along with what you were saying, Chop, as far as the Kansas City passing game. We know that the constants are Mahomes, Kelsey. Let's not forget about Jarek McKinnon. You know, And both of these teams are horrendous against running running backs in the passing game. In fact, Kansas City, uh, one of the worst. They allowed the second most receiving yards to running backs. So we didn't see McKinnon have a big game against the Raiders. They didn't really need him to. I think he's going to be back in that passing game role for this team, and I agree with you. It's not going to be a – a Pacheco slamming in a line game. This team's going to throw the ball a lot. Mahomes is going to go over 300 yards. I got to think McKinnon's a big part of that. So I like the over on his receiving yards, 33 and a half, uh, the number right now at BetMGM. So that's one that I am looking at uh, here in this matchup. All right, Noto, let's get to you, buddy. Again, I know you're a pessimistic Jags fan. Interested to see where you're going to go here. It's a lot of points. Some of these trends I'm going to lay out all seem to be pointing uh, to Jacksonville as far as taking them with the points. Agree, disagree? What are you doing here, Chiefs, Jaguars? Well, first of all, Chop, nothing but love. Uh, I picked against the Cowboys last week, so, uh, hey, we're even. Um, as far as this week, you guys talking about, you know, it might be an emotional letdown after two big wins, but, uh, hey, they're playing with house money, so uh, maybe they just keep it going. But if I'm being impartial here, I do like the Chiefs, um, minus eight and a half. So, Chop mentioned it a lot. Uh, Jaguars, one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. Chiefs aren't really going to want to run the ball anyway. And then, yeah, you just get the feeling that eventually they're not going to make these crazy comebacks. Um, and most of them have been at home. I think they were down by, I can't remember the exact stat, but at least a touchdown in like their last four home games and they came back and won them all. But uh, yeah, anyway, so I would lean towards the Chiefs. Um, I'll either not bet it or or bet Jacksonville just because – I can't bet against my own team. But, um, yeah, as far as the the prop goes, I'm right there with you, Beard. I had Jared McKinnon over 33 and a half receiving yards. You can also get him uh, receiving and rushing combined for 56 and a half. Don't mind that either. I mean, what happened to the life hedge? You've been successful with the life hedge. You bet against the team, and then they win. And either way, you get a real. So you're, you're on Kansas City here as well. I lean the Chiefs as well. Some of the trends, though, guys. Kansas City, 5-11-1 against the spread this season, so not great. 1-6-1 against the number at home. Meanwhile, Jacksonville been pretty solid against the number, 7-2-1 over their last 10. So the trends seem to point towards Jacksonville, but, you know, the end of the day, Chop's point about Andy Reid, the bye week, I worry about the, you know, the emotions of last week, so – I lean the Chiefs here as well, but there's a lot of support uh, trend-wise in favor of Jacksonville. One more trend I like, or one more prop I like on the other side. Guys, we expect Kansas City to roll here. Jacksonville's going to be passing a lot. It'd be tough to narrow down who's going to catch those passes, but Trevor Lawrence, 249.5 passing yards. 
uh, over one and a half touchdowns. I like both of those. Kansas City, 33 touchdown passes allowed this season, most in the NFL. So you're playing from behind. I think Jacksonville's going to put points on the board. We have a 53-point total. Uh, so I like both of those numbers on Trevor Lawrence. So anything else, guys? Anything we forgot? Any hot takes? Any more props here before we move on to the next game? No, no, anything else here? Jacksonville, Kansas City. No, looking forward to the game. I uh, wish it was in primetime. Uh, you know, the daytime sweat's a little bit different, especially on a Saturday. You got all these things you got to be doing. But uh, I'll certainly carve out some time uh, for this one. Uh, like a little day drinking to go with, uh, go with some Jags football. Chop, anything else here in this one before we move on? Nah, we're good. Let's get it. All right, Giants-Philly up next. Uh, obviously, these two teams have played twice this season. Philly won both of those matchups. 22-16 was the game uh, about 10 days ago. You know, that one you kind of throw out the window. Philly, 48-22 back in December uh, in New York. Opened up Philly, minus seven. That's gone to seven and a half. Totals ticked up a little bit, 47 and a half up to 48. Uh, as far as the betting splits, right now, 68% of the bets coming in on the Giants, 80% of the money. So, Noto, I got to ask, is that the bets, the money, is this a recency bias thing? You know, I think we all like the Giants, I'm, I'm pretty sure, last week. Uh, if not, I think the majority of us did. But to get 80% of the bets here, I know it's another big number, is this recency bias off what we've seen, especially last week, pulling that victory in Minnesota? I mean, it does feel like it a little bit, but uh, I mean, we were calling these guys uh, the luck sacks of the NFL for pretty much first half of the season. But then you look at their numbers in the second half of the season, they got much better offensively. Defense still is a struggle, but uh, man, Daniel Jones and Brian Dable, they've got this thing, uh, you know, cooking. So the receivers are good. You know, Hodgins has been a huge uh, addition for this team. I don't have a strong take on this game. You know, typically when we see the third divisional game, uh, it ends up being close. Um, I would probably lean towards Philly. They're playing at home. They're playing with more rest. We haven't really seen them go all out to win a game in quite some time. Um, and maybe the rust factor is there for Jalen Hurts, but I just think they're better on both sides of the ball. And Giants, dead last in run defense, DVOA during the regular season. I think that kind of plays into the Miles Sanders rushing props. Uh, you can get it 69 and a half right now on some sites. So, yeah, I don't mind uh, taking the over there. They didn't use him a lot towards the end of the season, but I think now that we're in the playoffs, I think we see a lot of Miles Sanders. So give me the Eagles and give me the Sanders uh, rushing prop. All right, yeah, I like that one. I think a lot of people are going to forget about Miles Sanders and are worried about the, the other running backs. Uh, it is always a concern there that they're going to use multiple running backs, but – uh, don't hate that one. Now, the Giants have been very good against the number this season, 14-4, and 7-1 and one against the spread on the road. They've covered eight of their last ten. Philly, uh, just eight and nine against the spread this season, but six and three at home, just three and seven against the number their last ten. Now, some of that, we know Jalen Hurts uh, was out here. So, Chop, your thoughts here. Uh, this is your division. Uh, three teams from the NFC East moving on here. Another big spread here. Philly with a bye week, another week for Jalen Hurts to, to get rested, to get healthy. Can the Giants do it again? Can they stay competitive? Can they possibly pull the upset here? This is an interesting game because, like you said, if 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 you had presented this thing to me six, eight weeks ago, I would have said Philly in a landslide because they were the best team in the NFL, it looked like at the time. And the Giants, like we've said all year long, just kind of luck – you know, backdoor and into wins somehow, you know, winning games in the last 10 seconds and just 
like just luck boxing, like you said. But it's occurred to me that is it really luck boxing or is this just a phenomenal coaching job every single week going out there with uh, inferior talent, very, very few weapons, but he puts together a game plan, Dayball and his coaching staff, that just hang around and hang around until the very end, and then they get you. If you if you just slip up, they get you. So I'm very intrigued by this game. And the Eagles, like like you just said, they haven't looked good in a while. They haven't had to win a game, a real, a real game in a while. How are they going to – are they going to get back to suddenly being that dominant team like they were the first 11 weeks? Or is this a real legit trend of them just not playing as well? Like we kind of talked about it throughout the year. What an easy schedule. You know, you built up this massive record for a long time there, but it was on the back of a very easy schedule. So I'm very curious about that. Uh, I guess that's the thing you have to you have to like – that's what you have to figure out how if you're going to bet this thing is do you think it's the latter or the former you know i'm kind of tend to to go ahead and play with the the way i felt all year long which was the eagles are the superior team and they'll eventually get this thing and put this thing away by two scores later in the game so i'm going to take the eagles here minus a seven and a half but after after what i've seen from the giants for pretty much all year long I, i'm worried it's a big number right here man because they're, they're tough and and uh and they got a Dory Jackson back last. I've never been a big fan of his, but if you can go out there and you can shut down Justin Jefferson, basically hold him under 100 yards, a handful of just you know medium catches, nothing big. If you can do that to Justin Jefferson, you can probably do that to AJ Brown. And if you can take away AJ Brown, what can you take away next? So you know it, it, things are looking decent here for the Giants. I'm going to take the Eagles though. The prop I would look at right now is Daniel Jones rushing yards. They, we got it. I'm seeing it at 45 and a half. Yep. I'm going less than that. Huge win last week, but, you know, as Notorious would point out in his in his write-up, Minnesota with the man-to-man coverage really plays into that. The Eagles got to be watching that game tape and saying, okay, he's not going to beat us with his legs, so we won't – this will be a primarily a zone coverage we play, and they, they play that anyway. A lot. So I think they'll play a lot of zone. I think they'll keep Daniel Jones in front of him. He won't get as many of those big runs this week. So I'm going to go under the 45 and a half rushing yards on Daniel Jones. Yeah, 26 rushing yards back in week 14 against them. Just four carries there. But I, I like that call. I, I think a lot of people are going to be rushing to the over. You know, look at this guy running everywhere. But it's a, it's a great point. The scheme uh, will be different uh, for him. So I'm going to go with the Giants here, guys. They've just been so good against the spread. It's such a big number. Now, I like getting the seven and a half. I also get nervous when it's seven and a half that they're begging you to take the Giants. You know, So it's kind of a, a, a toss-up there. But I think this team is playing, like you said, very well coached. They have the weaponry. Now, the receivers, yeah, it's a bunch of no-name guys, but guys that have stepped up against a tough secondary here, no doubt. But I think they can keep this close. Can they go in and win? I don't put it outside of the realm of possibilities, and we know anything can happen in the NFL. Uh, so I don't hate a little sprinkle on the money line here. Philly has not looked like the team that started the season uh, undefeated. So I'm going with the Giants here. A couple props. First thing I want to point out, I, I don't know if I love this prop or not, guys, but wanted to point out, Saquon Barkley's projection here uh, at scores and odds uh, blows away uh, his prop, prop 69 and a half. Uh, we haven't projected for almost 90 rushing yards. So 
I just wanted to point that one out. But I do like when you guys mentioned Isaiah Hodgins still feels undervalued to me. Now, this is not the cupcake matchup that it was last week, but he's become the number one receiver for this team. And there will be points in this game. Another high total game. His prop sitting at 45 and a half. I think the targets are going to continue to come uh, for Isaiah Hodgins. So that's my favorite prop uh, in this game. Anything else here, Chop? This one, like you said, very interesting game. Not the one I'm running out to bet. That's for sure. Will not land in my favorite bets. But uh, anything else here from uh, Eagles Giants? No, I think I hit on hit on it. It should be a good game, fun game. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Noto, any final thoughts here before we move on to Sunday? Yeah, to hit on the Saquon prop. So Brian Dable's just done an amazing job of game planning. Um, so he's gone to, you know, a heavy air attack against teams that don't defend the pass. Like last week, we only saw uh, Saquon get nine rushing attempts in a game where, you know, they were playing with the lead most of the game. This week, they're facing the best pass defense in the NFL. You can run on the Eagles. Love the overs for the Saquon. Um, and yeah, like you said, I mean, it's like 70. What is it, 70 and a half right now? For and a half, I want to say. Yeah, uh, hammer the over there. Love that one. Let's, let me find the, the latest. Yeah, 70 and a half here at, at BetMGM. So we haven't projected for almost 89. So a big discrepancy there. Again, just one of the one of the many features here at <laughs> Scores and Odds. All right, let's move to Sunday. Probably, well, I think both of these could be game. In fact, all these games are games of the week. But Cincinnati-Buffalo, guys, I, I think is the headliner. Uh, this opened up Buffalo minus four. It's gone to five and a half here at BetMGM. There are some five, a lot of fives out in the market. A total has dipped, though, 50 and a half down uh, to 48. As far as the betting splits go right now, Cincinnati getting 69% of the bets, yet Buffalo getting 55% of the money. So it makes sense. You know, when, when you got a team getting 70% of the bets, yet the spread's going the other way, it's the money that is driving that. So Chop will stay with you here. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, I mean, big-time receivers in this game. Uh, this one should be fun. Uh, thoughts here, Bengals, Bills, is it too many points at five and a half? Yeah, this is the rematch from a couple of weeks ago when we thought that it was going to decide home field advantage and stuff. So it's going to be a little weird kind of watching these guys get back out there, yet at the same time, you know, Okay, because let's, let's stop at that real quick. Okay. Did you guys think the Bengals got screwed on this deal? I mean, if they, if they win that game against Buffalo, they, they basically have the same record. So, should this have not been a neutral site game as well? Did the NFL mess this up, Chop? Or it, it is what it is, and they got more wins, and that's it. Well, the NFL, I think, messed it up somehow. I don't know. If I want to say messed it up. That was a really tough spot. I don't think the Bengals got screwed. Uh, the Bills kind of might might have gotten screwed. We have no idea how that game plays out. You know, the Bills might go next week and play the uh, the Chiefs, and it might be a neutral a neutral site. That's not you know, that's not there. They 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 were holding home field advantage for the whole last half of the season. That's what they wanted to get the Chiefs in home. So maybe they got screwed. I don't know. I don't think so. They were in a tough spot, but I I don't I don't agree with kind of the way it played out yeah i think i think something else should have been done but i don't think necessarily the Bengals got screwed on it though i mean they're only one win behind them so what if they win that game they got the same record and they got the head-to-head tiebreaker yeah i mean but then next week it'll be did the bills get screwed i know you know know. there was no perfect solution to that there was no perfect like i said they were in a tough spot just somehow and i know it was tough like I know it was tough, Mal. You know, if we'd have known at the time, 
he's going to be fine. Like if you could say that, oh, okay, DeMar's going to be fine. He's going to be perfect in two weeks, up and moving around and doing that. Then you could have played that game out somehow. And I think ultimately they should have found a way to make this game happen, even if it was pushing the entire season back one week and just letting these guys go solo one week, you know. Like it's a weird thing to say now, but I think they could have done something else, but we're just – it is what it is now. Like I don't know. Can't do nothing about it. No, no, any thoughts on that? The Bengals get screwed. I mean, again, the NFL is in a tough spot uh, with this whole thing. Yeah, I don't think they got screwed. I mean, one fewer win, and, you know, they didn't play the game. So uh, there's not – you can't really award them an extra win. Um, and then it would be kind of against the Bills, who, you know, as Chop said, might get screwed a little bit next week. So impossible situation, but uh, I think uh, I think it's fair. All right, let's get into the game here. Uh, a couple trends. Cincinnati been very good against the spread this season, guys. 12-4-1, 7-2 against the number on the road. Buffalo just 3-5 and five against the spread at home and 4-6 and six against the number over their last 10. So, Chop, those trends point to Cincinnati here. We know Buffalo very good at home. Uh, four overs in a row at home, five of the last six as well. So, I think they'll be scoring in this one, Chop. So, my first question this total dropping uh, from 50 and a half to, to 48, a little head scratching. I, I like the over in this game, uh, but that number dropping two and a half points, pretty significant drop. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting spot, man. Like, I don't even know what to, what to make of all that. Like I, I, I'm, when I look at the bills, so can I tell you like watching those games last week, you get the Island games and, I know some guys don't like that. I heard a lot on Twitter. I can't believe I, you know, people watch these games. Where's red zone? Like I get it, but uh, I don't mind watching the Island games, you know, like this, this stuff that's important like this. I don't mind sitting down. Watching. I know there's a lot of commercials, but watching it, I'll take you through my mindset last week. The bills were uh, one of the first games to play. They were, they were before the Bengals I said. So the bills played and I was watching that. And when Miami was hanging around, <clears throat> hanging around, taking a lead in the second half, and the and and the Bills would score, and then they let Miami score. I'm sitting there thinking, is this the team I thought that was going to win the Super Bowl? Like, what is the, these guys stink, man? What this? They're going to get run out of the building next week. This is terrible, you know. And then you get to the Bengals game later on, and it's like. Are you kidding me? These guys are getting beat up by Baltimore and Tyler Hundley, and there's no way they stink. So, like, I don't need—I don't even know how to like handicap it. But I think ultimately, I'm looking at the injury report for the Bengals. I don't see the practice report for today, but uh, I'm going to go with the Bills here, and I'll tell you why. Because I think that finally the Bengals have met their threshold where they just can't cross through on their offensive line injuries. They were already down to down a couple of guys going into the game last week who I don't think are coming back. I know Lyle Collins is out for the year. I don't think either one of them is coming back. Then you lose your left tackle. I think uh, they yeah, lost I don't left think he practiced today. I'll, I'll make sure, but I thought I saw that today. Yeah, he that's that's going to be a, a tough one. I don't think he bounces back this week. So I think he'll be – I just think it'll be too much to overcome ultimately. And uh, when I was watching the game last week against Baltimore, just thinking, man, <clears throat> they're going to have a hard time beating Baltimore here without three offensive linemen, and they just didn't look that good. I don't see how it gets. I don't see how it gets better this week going to Buffalo. 
Joe Burrow's still still pretty magical, man. You know, and I don't want to count him out. He's got some great wide receivers, and uh, I could look foolish because they've played as well as anybody, with the exception of maybe the 49ers over the last what seven or eight weeks. So it might be foolish to count out Joe Burrow, but I think I think this is the Bills game. I like the Bills minus the five. And uh ultimately, let me pull up some prop a prop. They don't I don't see it listed just yet. It's early in the week. As we get closer to game time, you'll start to get like all the props for all the games, you know, like just the silliest stuff you could possibly want to bet on. But when they lay out sacks for this game, I'm taking Buffalo over whatever sacks they get. I think it'll probably be they probably set it at two or two and a half. Buffalo's yeah. not a big sack team, but uh Sneaky, sneakily over the course of the last half of the season, they, they're top 10 in the NFL in pressures and quarterback hurries. So they're getting there. They just haven't finished the job. If they can get some pressure, they'll get to Joe Burrow several times with this missing offensive line. Not to say, you know, he'll get the ball out of his hands quick. He'll make big plays. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be a good game, but I'm going to lean Bills. I'm going to take the over on the Bills sacks. I think the Bills cover, though, man. I just think they're at home and ultimately – I just think they're the better team. Yeah, I mean, it's a great point on the offensive line. It's a lot of stuff that the, the casual person, the casual fantasy player, they, they don't factor that in enough. So no practice today for Jonah Williams, who is the left tackle. Uh, Alex Kappa, the right guard, missed practice here as well. So you're looking at a, a patchwork offensive line, just two of your starters here. So love that call in the sacks. I mean, that's digging deep in the props, Chop. I mean, the, to come up with a sacks bet. I love that. I didn't find many props I liked in this game. I'm torn on the on the on the team bet. I lean the Buffalo Bills as well. Again, uh, that spread moving, the money on their side, the offensive line issues for Cincinnati, and I think Buffalo puts it together here. I think that Miami game was a wake up call. Like, like you said, they didn't look great, but neither did the Bengals. And if they don't get that miraculous fumble at the goal line return. Who knows? Maybe we're not even talking about the Bengals right now. So, uh, But I do like the over here. I, I think both of these teams we know are going to put up points. Buffalo feels like a lock to put up 30 points anytime they're at home here uh, in Cincinnati, whether they're forced to or it's just a competitive game. I actually like that this number came down under 50. So uh, over for me on this one. No, no thoughts here. Buffalo and Cincinnati should be a fun game on Sunday. Yeah, it should be a fun game, and I am not torn on this one. Give me the Bills and uh, my favorite bet by far of the week. So two fluky plays, uh, pretty much changing everybody's thoughts on this game. You mentioned one, the 99-yard touchdown return for the Bengals last week. Uh, They probably would have lost that game if that play wouldn't have happened. And then for the Dolphins, I mean, they had a strip sack on Josh Allen, uh, ended up running that back, and, uh, you know, that obviously made that game a lot closer. You also look at the box score. They only gave up – the Bills only gave up 231 yards to the Dolphins. Uh, Allen got sacked seven times. He threw two interceptions. He had a fumble that was returned for the touchdown, like I mentioned. Then you look at Cincinnati, um, fourth worst adjusted sack rate in the NFL. I don't think they're going to get nearly as much pressure as the Dolphins did last week. And then you look at the game, you know, that was in the regular season between these two. It was a three-and-a-half-point spread, and that game was in Cincinnati. Now we're getting at a five in Buffalo. I think there's a – I mean, these are the same teams. Um, I think it should definitely be you know, bigger than a one-and-a-half-point difference going from Cincy to Buffalo. So for all those reasons, I love the spot for the Bills. And I'm with you, Bear. I don't love any props in this one. If I had to pick one, I'll probably just take Diggs over. Um, he's at 80-and-a-half receiving yards right now. 
just anytime you get him in a big game, Allen's or yeah, Allen's going to be looking his way. And I think he covered that over in the first quarter um, of last week's game. Yeah, I mean, even looking at some of the passing stats, we have Josh Allen uh, projected pretty well here at scores and odds uh, to go over his total. But now these two teams go up a lot uh, through the air. They're both uh, top half of the league in passing yards allowed. So, uh, yeah, it's not a lot jumping out. You know, again, we'll get more, like Chop said. You'll, you'll get access to a lot more, some of the alternate stuff. Uh, th- there'll be some things that, that pop off. But I don't want to give you some picks just to give you picks. One injury note. Isaiah McKenzie back at practice today. So uh, if you're looking at some fringe, fringe, fringe Buffalo wide receivers, uh, throw him uh, back in the mix. Uh, And no history here really between these teams. You know, we had the game that obviously was shut down. Uh, They haven't played each other since 2019. So uh, not much we can go off of as far as trends. All right, let's wrap it up. Our final game here of divisional round weekend, Dallas and San Francisco. So we'll get the chop. And his thoughts here on the Cowboys momentarily. But Noto, we'll start with you. Opened up San Fran minus four and a half. That's come down uh, to three and a half. Uh, totals ticked up a little bit, 45 and a half up to 46. The betting split splits right now, 67% of the bets on the Niners, 58% of the money, though, on the Dallas side, which I think is why you saw uh, that come down from four to three and a half. So, Noto, this one should be fun as well. Dallas riding high, big win on the road. They, they put Tom Brady down, which is not an easy task, as we know, uh, in the playoffs. Niners, a convincing win against Seattle. Seattle stayed in that game for a while, uh, and then San Francisco uh, just blew it away. The question I get most often, aren't you worried about Brock Purdy? Aren't you worried about Brock Purdy? Anytime you support the Niners, I think that is the question mark. Noto, is that a concern here? against this fierce Dallas Cowboys pass rush? Uh, yeah, it's a concern. And uh, Purdy, for whatever reason, just likes rolling out to his blind shoulder. And just he's, uh, he's a little frantic back there when he gets some pressure on him. So, look, his touchdown rate right now is, like, unsustainably high. It's higher than Patrick Mahomes, who's second in the NFL. I think it's like 2% higher uh, for his touchdown rate per attempt. Um, so I think that's eventually going to come down a little bit. And maybe this is recency bias, but, man, that Cowboys defense looked great last week. Um, had Vanderash back and maybe it was just Tom Brady. Maybe uh, I'm getting fooled by this one, but uh, yeah, I've taken three favorites so far. So I'm going to take the points with the Cowboys. I think they can keep it within a field goal. I think they have a chance to win this game. And if Dak can uh, continue to scramble, I mean, him making plays with his legs just gives this offense a whole new, uh, a whole new dimension. And Hey, they played Pollard a lot more than they did Zeke, especially in that first half. So um, they're learning. Uh, They're getting better. I think their defense is looking good. So I'll take the points, and along that same line, I'm going to take the under on Zeke's rushing prop at 37 and a half. I just don't think they're going to use him a ton, and even when they do, they're facing you know one of the better run defenses in the league. God, he looks horrible. I, I mean, you, you just know anytime he touches the ball, it, it's a yard or two, and down he goes. Pollard looks like he's shot out of a cannon. So, uh, yeah. It, no, no, Chop, Chop it takes a dump on your team and, and takes the Chiefs. I, I was hoping you'd kind of repay the favor here and uh, roll with the Niners just to get even here. But I, I don't hate that pick. I am on the other side, though. I, I think Dallas, yes, they, they look good. As far as longer odds going into the playoffs, Dallas was a team that stood out. Would not shock me to see them go out, compete, or win this game. But damn, the Niners have been dominant. And yes, Purdy's a little bit of a concern, but Quick pass rush, what do you do? You get the ball out of your hands quick. You put it in playmakers' hands, and San Francisco has that in spades. Debo, McCaffrey, Ayuk, 
Kittle. And I think that will be the game plan here to slow down Micah Parsons, get the ball quick, let these guys do their thing uh, with the football. So, Chop, I just think the Niners have been too good defensively. They're just as good, if not better, than Dallas. Dallas had a good matchup last week. I think the road stops here, buddy. I'm rolling with the Niners. What do you got here? Your Cowboys traveling out to San Francisco. Listen, I could go on for an hour here. I got all I got all the intel here, man. I know everything about this game. I've been breaking it down for the last two all days. Right. You, got the, you got the sports but all I'm not, I'm not going to go crazy on you, but uh, I'll say this. I'll say that uh, I think this is a de facto NFC championship game. I think these are the two best teams in the NFC. I've been, you know, we've done this show all year long. The minute we saw Christian McCaffrey run for the 49ers that first game, I I came out and said they were a Super Bowl team. Like, And I haven't wavered from that. I think they are. So I still lean towards the 49ers here. As far as the Cowboys and what they did on Monday night against Brady, it was – a little bit of the Cowboys, it was a whole lot of Tom Brady just not being good anymore, just being so skittish in the pocket that where he used to step up and hold it for that extra split second and find a guy, he stepped up, he's stepping up now and throwing it into the ground because I don't want to get hit, you know, and, and like that's Tom Brady now. So I don't take, I don't put everything on the defense. I think a lot of it was just the opponent. But then I go to the 49ers. And I look at that defensive secondary. The defense is good all around. Like, we know that. But over the last seven, eight weeks, nine weeks, they're, like, giving up the fifth most yards per game passing. And these aren't juggernaut passing teams they're facing. Like, the Stidham thing was not, like, oh, an outlier. They outlier. They've given up passing yards to a lot of bad offenses, you know, uh, recently. So, Maybe the secondary is a weakness, or maybe, you know, they just really get after Dak this game and shut it down. It's hard to say how all that's going to play out, but the thing that 49ers have that I would fear the most as a Cowboys fan is that running game. It's tough to defend. You know, they come at you with – it's not just McCaffrey. You know, they're, the wild card is Debo. They put Debo back there, and he's, he's just tough, man. For the five carries he's going to get, it's, it's, it's tough for your defense. So – I'd be worried because earlier in the year when it was a pretty big game in Philly, Philly said, we're not going to worry about dropping back against Michael Parsons. We're going to run right at him. And all these speed pass rushers, we're going to run the ball right at you. And that's the way you kind of like defend that. So I'm worried that the 49ers are going to implement something similar. Then I I think about last year. This was the playoff game last year, right? In the wild card round. This was a like – when you're game planning for that, you're not leaving anything on the table because that's win or go home. So you're seeing what the other team wants to do to you. And both these teams are very similar as to last year, you know, similar personnel and coaching. And what did the and so what the 49ers did for those first three quarters really, you know, just shut down Dak, right? He didn't have an answer for it. They played all almost all zone. That's what they did. Play almost all zone and didn't let the running game get loose and didn't let that get loose. So he saw it last year. He knows what they want. I don't see why they would go anything different than that because it worked last year. So he kind of saw that last year. So maybe he's got an idea of what of what he wants to do here. There's so many different angles in this game, man. I don't even know. It's just tough. I'm going to take the 49ers because I've been on that train all year long. They've got – I think they've got a few more ways to beat you in this game all around with that team. 
And the Cowboys have a, a few more ways to lose this game with that team. So I'm going to take the 49ers. Wouldn't surprise me if the Cowboys win this game, digging into it a little bit more, because I think the secondary for 49ers is a tad bit susceptible. Don't like the, the offensive line injuries for the Cowboys when you're dealing with Bosa. That means that if if Tyron Smith goes and starts out there at right, go, right tackle, he's going to have to play Bosa. I don't know if I like that matchup right now with Tyron Smith coming back from the injury, not being particularly good. They may have to shuffle because Peters may be back, may, may not be back on that offensive line. So there's a lot going on there, but I'm going to lean towards the Niners. But uh, if you want a stat or or a, a prop, bet MGM, C.D. Lamb, 77.5 receiving yards. I'm going over on that one. I'll be taking the over because, uh, you know, last week we saw the Schultz game where they attacked the Tampa in the middle of the field with Schultz. So I think it'll be a C.D. Lamb game this week. Plus, we dig into that zone coverage that the Niners – I the, They'll always they always want to play zone anyway, and they played it last year against the Cowboys almost primarily in that game. It'll be almost all zone, and that's what CD has eaten up more than any other cow, Cowboy receiver this year is that zone. So I'd take his over over props. Yeah, 23-17 uh, in that one uh, last year. That was in Dallas. So uh, this one obviously in San Francisco. Both these teams are good against the spread. Dallas 10-7-1. Uh, just four, four and one against the spread on the road, though. Niners 12 and six against the number and eight and two against the spread at home. So um, prop wise, guys, I want to see the Debo rushing yards prop. I, I know a lot of the scores and odds team were on that uh, last week, especially if you got on it early. I mean, there were some egregious numbers out there. Uh, so kudos to the team for pointing that out. But uh, I don't see enough. Have you guys seen any uh, rushing props on Debo out there? I haven't seen one yet. So, I mean, last week I think it settled in at 15 and a half. It might have got up to 17 and a half. So, uh, if that thing's under 20, he's and you're right, Chop. It's probably only four or five carries, but that dude runs with some attitude. You know, and, and this is a tougher matchup, of course, than when he got with Seattle. But I think they're going to try to limit what Brock Purdy has to do. That means more touches for guys like Debo, even if they're out of the backfield. So, uh, that's the one that I'll be keeping an eye on. I don't hate that CD Lamb prop either. I think that's definitely the way to attack uh, this Niners team is on the outside. So, guys, anything else here? Divisional round uh, should be a fun round of games. Before we go, we'll get the final thoughts. We got to wrap up the season. But your favorite bet of the week? What is your absolute favorite bet? Chop, we'll start with you. For the entire. Put well, you on the spot here. You, you, if you, if you want sacks, the not, absolute, like that if you want the thing that I will put the most money on this weekend, the one thing that, like, it's the one, and it, I'm kind of cheating here and, and and bailing out, but put me on the spot. This is the real. This is what I will bet. I will bet a four-team teaser and get that thing up. Uh, you know, in the seven, seven and a half point teaser range, and it'll be the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Bills, and the Niners. And I know you're not, you know, a lot of the guys, are, you can't tease through zero on the nine and all that kind of stuff. But listen, you give me the Niners plus more than a field goal at home. I want that one. Then all the other ones to win the game, that'll get me down to where they, I just need to win the game. That's the one I really like the most. The, the game, if I really, if you had a twist more, man, I don't love it. It would be the Bills. So I don't know. You know the sports book took a beating on that the three team teaser that everybody was on uh, last weekend uh, with all them big spreads. So 
Uh, a little, little teaser talk here uh, on the OG show. No, no, favorite bet of divisional weekend. Oh, the Bills ruined my uh, teaser from last week. Just needed them to win by six and a half. They were up 17 nothing. Anyway, uh, yeah, Bills are my favorite bet of the week at minus five. Uh, I don't mind looking at some alternate spreads there. And one other prop that I uh, just had my eye on, George Kittle under 50 and a half receiving yards. So his splits with Debo on and off the field are just drastic. He's just not that involved. He's used as a blocker more. Um, they use him, you know, in the running game a lot more, especially, you know, since Debo's getting some carries. And uh, Dallas allowed the six fewest yards to tight ends as well during the regular season. So I like the under on that one. What about you, Bear? What's your favorite? My favorite bet is probably the over in the Cincy Buffalo game. I, I just, again, Buffalo is going to put points on the board. You know, last week I loved just their team total. Didn't want to worry about Miami. Miami ends up putting a ton of points on the board. I think we get a shootout, and both these teams love to throw the ball. So a lot of game stoppages uh, with them incomplete passes rather than running the ball. So, yes, it's come down. A little nervous about that, but uh, under 50, I, I think over in that, that Buffalo-Cincinnati game. Uh, my favorite bet of the weekend. So that'll do it for the show and for another season of the DFS OGs. I don't know if it's third, fourth, whatever it is. But, uh, guys, it's been a lot of fun. Love talking football with you guys e each and every week. Thank you so much to the great sponsor of the show. That's BetMGM. So make sure uh, you head over there and use promo code GRINDERS. Take advantage of that offer. And most importantly, thank you to you guys out there for listening. You know, there is no show uh, without your support. So hopefully we provide uh, some entertainment, uh, winning picks. Definitely uh, this season, we are all profitable there uh, and just something to get you away from, from everyday life. That's the goal of the show. Have some fun, uh, talk some football uh, and breaking all these games down. So thank you very much to every one of you out there uh, that supports the show. We appreciate it. Guys, final thoughts for the week, for the season. Noto, we'll start with you. Yeah, go Jags, go Cowboys. Uh, maybe if they both win, we'll uh, have to run it back or something. Uh, maybe oh. me and Chop will do a special uh, a Super Bowl, Bowl show. show. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> but no, like you said, uh, thanks to everybody for listening. This show is a lot of fun. It's going to be a long, you know, seven or eight months uh, without it. And then uh, we'll get back to it. Hopefully they bring us back. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Hopefully everybody enjoys it and uh, going to miss you, dude. We'll see. We've been playing on the franchise tag here uh, for a couple years, so we'll, we'll see if the, if they re-up us. And we'll have to see what the average uh, average salary of the podcasts are out there. We might have to up the rates a little bit on these guys. Chop, final thoughts here for the weekend, for the season, buddy. What do you got? Should be a great weekend of games, as it usually is this time of year. Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, Cr pretty crazy that the, the, the Jags and the Cowboys are still alive in, in the final four games. So that's pretty, that's pretty fun stuff. And it's been a fun year. Uh, it always is. We always get it. You know, you're so anxious to get into that first week in NFL and then it just flies by and now we're here and we're doing the last show. So uh, it's been, a, it's been a fun year. Hopefully uh, everything works out. Well, we get here, we get back here next year and, and run it back and hopefully maybe eh, it's a, probably too soon, but, at some point here, I'd love to have BetMGM be the sponsor of the show, and we also have legal betting in Texas. That'd be great, man. That'd be, like, <laughs> phenomenal stuff. But uh, we'll see. That, that might be way down the road. But hopefully BetMGM sticks around with us because it was fun having them as a sponsor. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I want to look into some some contests, some, some betting contests even uh, with the listeners. So we, we got some time to put that together. If you have any suggestions – uh, reach out to any of us on, on anything here with the show. We want to cater it. What do you guys want to hear? 
There's a million shows out there. Uh, we want to give you what you guys want to hear. So any suggestions, reach out to me uh, or these guys, uh, and we'd love to implement that <clears throat> uh, in the show. Excuse me. So that'll do it. Uh, good luck this weekend uh, with your bets. Good luck to both of you with your teams. And, you know, my team's sitting on the sidelines. So uh, good luck to the Jags, to the Cowboys here, uh, and to your bets and everybody out there. Good luck with all of your bets and your DFS this weekend. For Notorious, for Head Chopper, for our friends at BetMGM, I am Beer. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you so much for listening. Been an awesome year. We appreciate all your support. We'll see you next year. Kick off the new pro football season with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up at BetMGM using bonus code GRINDERS and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 years or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer only. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. one 800 522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text the Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 in Tennessee, or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi and Ontario. If you have any questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York.